All righty, that means you go have to edit. Yeah, I guess he's just waiting to see if he picks up any gems because he tends to forget to record, and then we say something. He goes, "Oh shit, I should have recorded that." Because <laughs> that's the part that's fucked up, man. Like we'll we'll have some real gems, and then we try to create recreate the moment, and it it doesn't work for me as a creative. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. authentic. You know. I agree with you. And then it's also weird when we start reminiscing about what we talked about, and we're like, wait, was that before we hit the record button? After? Oh, fuck. Okay. How's this show going? Maybe we should listen to our own shit once in a while. Yeah. Not that great. Well, I, I, <laughs> thanks. Thanks. Well, you're the one that edits, <laughs> edits it, so hey. Now we know where the real credits do. Yeah, I put him over big time on Monday, so now I'm gonna have to bury him on Wednesday. Oh, Jesus, and I'll get over it by and I'll get over it by next Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's it's nice to know that your Mondays and your Wednesdays kind of go like Jordan's feelings on Pippin from the dance. It seems like one show they're just like couldn't done it without Pip. The next show is like how Pip is soft as fuck and why he was like a problem for the team. It's like oh, that's that's great, isn't that fantastic? The two, the two different shades, the two sides of the coin of Scottie Pippen. Yeah, I, I, I don't think he really fucks with Pitball like that. I think he still holds that migraine game against him, and he had to say that because he had to say that because obviously he never won without Pippen. One never won without the other. So it was like, yeah, I couldn't have done it without Scottie Pippen. Oh, I don't no. know. I, it's just it was funny. I thought just to watch how he changed his tune as like they were going over different points in time. Where the, like he'll swear up and down, couldn't done it without him. He was the best like number two guy in in the game, but then it's just like, and how about the migraine game or the game where he decided to just pull himself out because he wasn't the one shooting the ball at the end and all that other shit. It's like, oh, okay, so he's soft as fuck, and this is why he got paid like a jabroni. Okay, that's good. That's great. <laughs> Scotty Pippen, everybody. <laughs> well, do, do you know what it probably really was? And both of y'all will be able to relate to this because of how we do this show. It, it probably depended on the time of inebriation or the amount of inebriation, and then they edited it all up to make it, you know, a, a coherent documentary. But I'm sure the more drinks he got in him, yeah, the the, the real shit kind of came out. Like when he cried in that one episode, that was I know a drunk cry when I see a drunk cry. <laughs> that was a drunk cry when he was talking about why is everybody picking on me, thinking I'm an asshole. That was a drunk cry. <laughs> and Especially because when he. And when he turns it around, he's just like, that, that's just how I was, though. Some people play the game that way, some people don't. He's like, that worked for me, so fuck you, essentially. <laughs> so it's like, oh, it was like, it was like listening to Chris. That, that's how <laughs> And folks, if you want to hear more talk about Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen, we have over seven and a half hours of content right on thechairshot.com. Check out the PIW special about The Last Dance, five episodes, myself, Christopher Platt, and Ray Cash, now known as the three-man weave, that's coming your way Tuesdays on thechairshot.com. Sports, sports, and more sports. Yeah, had to plug that. You guys were talking about Jordan. Pop, what play? Good plug. All right. Yeah. Shall we dance the dance? Yeah, let's get on the good foot and the bad dance. thing. Yeah. Is it the forbidden dance? The lambada? The merengue? Yeah, I'm the bottling with two dudes. <laughs> the game's up! Goddamn, I need a drink.
I'm gonna need someone to help me. I'm gonna need somebody's hand. I'm gonna need someone to hold me down. I'm gonna need someone to care. I'm gonna rise and shake my body. I start pulling out my hair. I'm gonna cover myself with the ashes of you, and nobody is gonna give a damn. Son of a bitch, give me a drink. drink your life away you're gonna feel real stupid dying from nothing greetings and salutations ladies and gentlemen welcome back to pod is war pod is war is brought to you by the good folks at chair shot radio network in conjunction with the chairshot.com always use your head always use your heads folks as a matter of fact she keeps begging and pleading to come back on and redo that because she hates that drop i don't know why i thought it was great but whatever but use your heads and make sure you all I go to wasn't sure where you were going with that you know using head and then wanting amber to come back in and do okay, stuff well, like mm, mm, i, I thought we were starting off hot and heavy tonight so i wasn't really sure what was going on why don't we schedule that for next week right before we do the show because as of now i'm drinking Fair enough. So I'll get to the. Well, God damn it, let me. Yeah, God damn it, y'all know how this goes, man. Can I get you the introduction, please? And thank you. It's not my fault that you decided to add a wrinkle and it needed to be. Let me just throw your own words right back at you. You know how this goes. Yeah, you know how this goes. Hey, it's possible, baby. Fair enough. Well, let's go here then. I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. As always, I'm joined by Andrew Belaz and the Commissioner PC Tunney. And before I ask how they're doing, because frankly, I don't really give a shit, make sure everybody goes to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot and pick up an official chair shot t-shirt. If you enjoy the content that we provide here day in and day out at thechairshot.com, show us a little bit of love and make sure we can keep providing you this fire-ass content by going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Please and thank you, thank you, and please, we do depend on viewers or listeners like you. Now that we got the uh, house cleaning out the way, gentlemen, how goes it? I just want to discuss the fine line there with fire ass because on its own, it's horrible. But you, when you throw content at the end of it, it's something to behold, right? That's the fine line between horrible and something to behold. That's just just a little lesson for everybody today, okay? 
Yeah, my hemorrhoids were acting up last week, so I literally not, had a case of fire not red. Exactly so where I wanted to go. I, I'm agreeing. We're, we're saying the same thing. We're, yeah, we're saying the same sure. thing. Yep, same thing. Just different ways. The, the more thing. you know, yeah. the more you know. This is. Mm-hmm. Do, do you have the GI Joe? Let's go. I do. I was gonna go look for it, but I couldn't. <laughs> I really didn't want to carry on that long. Ah, fucking a! This should really be up higher on here, shouldn't it? It, it should be. You use it often enough. <sighs> Can I set it up before you play it? Can I set it up real quick? Sure, I can fucking find it. Well, so then, me, when you ready? Really need the setup then. Okay. <laughs> hey, kids, you know what's not a good idea? Sitting on cold ass concrete or <laughs> reading a book or your text messages on a toilet for more than twenty minutes at a time. Don't do it. You'll suffer like me. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. All right. What do you say we uh, we pay we pay a bill here real quick, and then we'll get right into things, gentlemen. As long as it's not Cosby. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Yo, 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 Chad Gaspard and JTG, it's crime time. Brooklyn, Brooklyn. started here with pot is war this week we're going to take a moment of silence and our thoughts and prayers are with the friends and family especially of chad gaspard gentlemen it, it was it was very sad news and and once we had even learned about what had happened the presumption was that bleak was a far too positive outlook, which is a really sad kind of thing. Um, he was in the ocean with his kid and the waves started coming in pretty big. The lifeguards came out to bring everybody in and, and save lives and told them to take his son, which any father would do. And, and you know, just a, a great move by a great dad to get his son to safety, thinking that he could, could manage and and the last thing reports i know i've heard is that someone they saw the wave come over him and he went under and he wasn't found until this morning i believe by a diving team so you know it's it's sad it's really sad to see someone go that early um what are you guys' thoughts so andrew tunny I'm I'm sure I've told you all these this story before. I don't know if I've ever said it on the airwaves, but I mean, now's the time. Even if I have, now's the time. I had the pleasure of actually getting an opportunity to meet Shad. It was in or a few years ago in Orlando during WrestleMania 33, I believe, outside of Wale Mania. 
And I'm standing in line by this pizza shop right next to the venue that Wale Manny was at, which I wish I knew the name of that pizza spot because it was amazing. If I ever get back to Orlando, I'm definitely going there. And I'm sitting outside, and there's these two brothers in front of me. One of them huge, the other one, you know, a little smaller. And I overhear the two brothers talking, and they say, and the big one says to the littler one, well, they don't recognize you because you cut your hair. And I happen to look up, and it's JTG and Shad Gaspar. And, you know, at the time, you, you, everybody remembers Crime Time because JTG had those long cornrows, you know, during mm-hmm. his WWE run. And I looked at him, and my first reaction literally was just out loud. My first thought and reaction was the same thing. It was like, oh, shit, that is y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they turned around, and, and we we dap it up and whatnot. And I tell them, yeah, I didn't recognize y'all either. And they start laughing, and we're, we're just sitting outside this venue probably for about a good five, ten minutes, just chopping it up, man, you know, waiting for our pizza. And they were so gregarious and so welcoming. And, and, and so magnanimous, you, you would have thought that we knew each other forever. Like, that's that's how we were talking. You would have thought we were boys that we grew up together. And we were just, just outside just chopping it up, having a good time. And I'll never forget, uh, Shad said, yo, man, you coming back in? And I told him, you know, I told him the story. You know, the reason we were leaving out because Amber had had one too many. Plus, she was wearing her heels. We had been there for quite a while. And, you know, her feet started hurting. So we were getting us up. You know, we were, I was getting her back to the hotel. And they clowned me a little bit. It wasn't anything, you know, <laughs> malicious, nothing like that. Y'all know how we do. We bust balls. And that, that, that's all it was. But it was just a really good time. And then I, I dapped them up and we left as our Uber arrived. But just that little bit of time and i know it means nothing and i'm sure it probably didn't meant nothing to him either but i got to see you know who he was as a person cuz those guys they just couldn't have been nicer man and you see the outpouring from his peers in the wrestling community and, and that lets you know the type of guy that this man was and then when we learned the events and and you know the details about what actually happened his last words allegedly being save my son. He went out like a man. And I don't know how better I could say that he really did. And I never understood why he never got another shot in the big leagues because of his size and his charisma. Mm-hmm. But I mean, he had went on to do other things too. He he dipped his toe in acting. He was trying to do the acting thing. I know he was a, a stunt man on a, the, the black Panther movie. But, yeah, this whole thing is just tragic, man. And if there's any solace out of this, the fact that they found his body, so at least maybe his family can have some sort of closure or at least have some sort of peace, you know, however long it takes to get there. But from all accounts, this was a good dude. And I can say that from a personal experience. This was a good dude. And it's tough when you lose good people. No, that's That's really well said. And I know I saw another thing that he was apparently involved in was he did the motion capture for the last God of War game. And the last God of War game was all built around the main character, Kratos, and his son traveling around to, like, go spread the mother's ashes. So the whole point of the game, the joke was it was Dad of War, and he was, like, a the, the Greek god dad. And the fact that it was Shad and the way he went out protecting his son again... That's there. There's some some odd symmetry there. That it's kind of kind of cute, but 
I guess the only, it's not even negative. It's just the only really thing that weighs heavy on my personal perception of this is I hope his kid doesn't take it personally, like a guilt trip, like knowing that dad's last words were save me. And if it wasn't because of me, dad might still be here. Like, I I, I hope the kid doesn't take it seriously because, you know, it it doesn't matter where you come from, what you do. Everybody knows bad parents. A lot of us had bad parents. Not every father would do that. Some for, some people would just jump at the lifeboat the first minute they saw it and said, you know, fuck it, you know, fend for yourself. And the fact that he went out of his way to make sure he pointed out the kid and they saved the kid first. I hope the kid doesn't get fucked up by it. You know, get fucked up by the guilt. But he he went out he went out the way everybody wants to. Like the the big strong protecting dad, and it, it didn't turn out well. But good, good God, that that's it's just sad, man. <laughs> I don't I don't have a better way to say it. It's just he he went out like a man, but that that's a that's a fucked up situation. And I hope the kid doesn't take it too too much to heart. And in, in the negative, if I had to instruct that child on on what to think about, would be. You know, if, if you really want to repay that debt that you think you owe, that you think was put upon you by your dad saving you, then he would want you to make him proud and be just as good a dad as he was, right? To go and have kids yep. and whatever and become a become a great man like his father was. So, mm-hmm. I mean, my last thoughts on him are, I mean, I remember him from crime time, especially for, for the wrestling world, and, and they were relevant, I mean, they were very, very relevant. They were very, very good. They were very, very different from what you had seen before. It was something new. It was something really good. And and it's a shame they didn't get a longer run. You know, I know th- some things happened, but I, I always thought they were a really, really good tag team. I, I, I thought Chad especially was a very good big man. He knew how to use himself and his bigger body and that weight in the ring. And he did a great job of... of displaying his emotions and his character through his through his facial expressions and the way he spoke on the microphone and just the way him and JTG went back and forth. So I'll miss him, you know, like we all will. And, and then that's that's kind of my last thoughts, you know, RIP, Chad. And, and j- just to reiterate before we wrap this topic up, unless Balls has something to say, that brief interaction that him and I had I, I I can't say this enough, guys. Those two brothers, they couldn't have been nicer. They couldn't have been cooler. And that was the highlight of my WrestleMania weekend, just that brief five-minute interaction that I had with those two brothers. And, again, I'm reiterating just the uh, the outpouring of, of support and love and everything that's come from his peers within the wrestling community. It reiterates to me that, that guy that I met and had that five minute conversation with, and we were busting each other's balls. That's that guy. That's who he was all day, every day with everybody. And it it just sucks to lose one of the good ones again. And RIP rest in peace, brother. You, you earned it. You went out like a G man. And my heart goes out to his family and, and, Everything that I have in within me, any positive vibes, any positive energy, it all goes to his family because they're the ones 
when we move on to the next tragedy or the next story or, or you know whatever happens next, when we move on, when the crowd moves on, they're still going to be left there to pick up the pieces. And I, I pray that they find some sort of peace. And that's it, man. I don't know what else to say. Mm-hmm. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Hey, ladies and gentlemen. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to AngryLemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the Wednesday Night War. And I want to kick it off tonight with NXT because I think we're going to we're going to hit NXT and the AEW side of tonight and transition that right into topic number 3 and we're going to, you know, give a little preview and our our early thoughts here for what's going to happen on Double or Nothing. So, Andrew my job is AEW, your job is NXT, although you watch both, and I cut my grass for the first 15 minutes I was finishing up <laughs> for AEW. I missed AEW there, but I came in, turned it on, ate some food, pulled some sound, ended up catching AEW, but let's start with NXT. <laughs> wow! No, NXT started off good, because it started off with Karrion Cross and Scarlet, so it started off with that that nice entrance that they have where it's all smoky and sexy with Scarlet. And then they added a new wrinkle, which was cool because the way they did the camera, Scarlet like dips down and then you just see Karrion Cross kind of posing and roaring kind of over top of her kind of like Godzilla moment. So it, it was neat. So visually that was cool. And we got, we, we figured out some stuff with the uh, cruiserweight tournament. That was nice because Drake Maverick pulled out the upset over Kushida. So there is a three-way tie in A block. El Hijo del Fantasma must be using the power of the mask he shouldn't be wearing because he won B block. And Okay, wait, wait. I got to stop you. I have to stop you. Are they really calling them A block and B block or are you just enjoying? They oh, they are. Okay. Are you enjoying oh, that? Are... Yes. Are you enjoying that? It sounds very Japan. It is very Japan, but it's also very tournament where there's two blocks so i i like that fact and they could have called them groups they 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 could have but they're not thank god so so b B block is won by someone who shouldn't be wearing a mask and i don't even mean corona reasons and a block is now a triple threat next week between jake atlas who has become drake maverick's number one fan because he loves the the attempt at kind of redemption story Drake Maverick pulled off the upset on Kushida. So it it it's interesting how they did that. And I'm really hoping that this is just a convoluted way to get Kushida 
into the finals, but still setting up Drake and Atlas to have something tangible to sink your teeth into, maybe for In Your House. Maybe Drake saved his job because they, they, they've been riding this pretty hard that it feels like they're probably going to give Drake a job, his job back, or maybe he never lost it and it was just for the angle. Who knows? But that's cool. Champa came out and challenged Cross to uh, In Your House match, so it's going to be Champa and Cross, and that I'm I'm only curious about that because it's it's kind of early to put a loss on Cross, so I feel like that's almost, uh, I, yeah, yeah I know kind of kind of eh kind of sounds like eh yeah. put a dollar in the jar oh for the rhyming we do that now shit I didn't know I, don't know. I just I, mean, I just I, it's I, been I a long time reading. since we it's been a long time since we put it. when's the last time we put a dollar in the jar what were we doing dude I don't even remember. I thought that I when Chris was doing his good guy, oh, good that's, yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. So that that was a while ago, yeah. But anyway, so yeah, and NXT was solid. It nothing like jumped off the page to me because even the main event with um, the delectable Rhea Ripley or the delicious Rhea Ripley, however you like to uh, yeah, you put it, go. which I agree with. Like I, I'm a big fan of Rhea, and then it was EO versus Rhea, so you know that my my mind was just scrambled. And uh, then Charlotte came out How's to ruin that match. different from any time we record, sir? I wasn't drunk yet. It was scrambled for different reasons. Fair enough. Uh-huh, yes. But then Charlotte came out to ruin everything there, and then it basically turned into a double DQ, and we'll probably get a triple threat match for that, too. So it's it's meh. I, I, I'm not really a big fan of the, the triple threat all, all day for the uh, NXT women's, and now we're getting the, the number one contenders, A-block, finals, whatever you want to call it, as a triple threat. But no, NXT was solid. Oh, and of course, let's not overlook, Timothy Thatcher challenged Matt Riddle to a knockout or a submission match, and then Matt Riddle decided to add the steel cage stipulation. So, for all intents and purposes, it's a Lions Den or Lions and whatever you want to call oh, it. Yeah, yeah. But they're not going to call it that. But for all intents and purposes, that's what it is. So there, were, there was some interesting movement in NXT. It wasn't a bad show. It was just, it kind of just happened. And from what I caught of AEW, NXT still edged it out because at least NXT was consistent and there was nothing that was outright bad or confusing. AEW had some hiccups to me. But Chris, Tunney. Thoughts on NXT, moving to AEW, what we doing here? So, to be fair, I missed the entrance of Killer Cross and Scarlet. I, I caught up with it. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. But I, I caught up with it when they were polishing off the uh, black guy, which that's just a thing now, the black jobber <laughs> of the week. On all the platforms, on all the shows, that's just what we're doing now. Like, we're not even going to try, huh? We're not even going to hide. It's wrestling. Hey, they're adding a dash of color somehow. You got to give them some credit there, right? Oh, suck my dick. I don't mean blood. I don't mean blood. So I'm just just saying. We're getting color otherwise. Oh, suck my dick. (laughs) Just because they bring some color on to pin their shoulders to the mat. You knew that was coming. You set me up for that. You knew that was coming. I did. You, you, you haven't gone angry black man in a while, so I just I haven't heard it. I missed it a little bit. I'm sorry. That's fair. That's fair. But I did like the interaction with Ciampa and Cross. Obviously, they're setting up that match, and yeah, it's way too early for Cross to lose. And Ciampa is Teflon in NXT, so he can absorb that loss, and it's all good. Uh, 
other than that, yeah, I was looking forward to the main event. I thought it was underwhelming, but obviously it was enhancing or furthering the storyline, whatever it is they're trying Correct. to tell. And I'm interested in seeing Riddle and Thatcher again. Uh, that I don't understand how that could possibly be a bad match, so that's cool. And it seems like they're going back to their MMA roots because that's kind of Thatcher's shtick, and obviously we know where where Matt came from. Where uh, uh, what's his name? What's the dude? What was Sean Penn's uh character in um in a uh, Spicoli? Spicoli. Uh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Nothing wrong with yeah, Lozan. Our time. <laughs> thank you. But other than that, the rest of the show was kind of mid, man. One thing that I that did stand out to me that I was a little disappointed in, and you guys know I love me some Keith Lee. Y'all know that. I think that he should have had Drew McIntyre's spot, but that's neither here nor there. So they replayed Not his yet. promo that he cut last week, and I, I need a little more fire from the big man. See? Especially considering, yo, they jumped your girl. I, I'm going to need some more fire from you, man. Like when... When Mark Henry said, I'm going to bust your ass to the white meat, I felt that. I'm going to bust your head to the white I felt that. I need some of that from Keith Lee, man. I need so a little what, more. What would you do with Keith then? Because I know you've seen more of his stuff than just what NXT's given. He is a little too well-spoken and eloquent of a man in general to really come off hard and just beat you to you see, you know, beat you to the white meat kind of thing. How would you get that across with him when he tries to speak so eloquently and so deliberately, almost like he's condescending you just by opening his mouth? Like that's how above you he is. God damn it, balls. You have no idea how much I hate that you said that because, and this is why I hate that you said, <laughs> because I, I, I got to say it now because you brought it up. I literally said that to Amber. I said, he sounds too intelligent. You know what I mean? He sounds, <laughs> he sounds too intelligent. I need a little more fire from the big man. I need him to, I need him to breathe fire and to scare melon farmers. He's yeah. He's too erudite with his voc with his vocabulary, could which that's not a bad thing. Like that. That's a good word too. You don't yeah. hear that that often. Which isn't a bad thing. He's obviously an intelligent individual, but yeah, I just I, I, I need him to get a little more uh pissing and vinegar in what he says. You know what I mean? No, I agree, but I, that's just my whole thing is he's always been well spoken and like the way he comes off is just too intelligent to be just a badass beat your ass kind of melon yep. farmer like like Mark yep. Henry. And it's like like you're big, so you look like a killer. You you sound like a professor, but you look like a killer. So he's he's got to try to find, I guess, some kind of happy medium where he stops sounding, you know, like Lanny Poffo and starts sounding a little harder than that. Well, the the, the thing is, man, I got to play devil's advocate, man, because I don't want to bury brothers. Go. I, I I know that's part of the reason why I'm bringing this up. <laughs> Bane. If you know anything about Bane, Bane is a stone cold killer, but he's also very intelligent. He's very articulate. So he so needs not to hold the cup to his mouth, and he's gotta have the echo. <laughs> and it's gonna be like, Damien Priest, I will break you with the BBC Big Bang catastrophe. Yeah. You you clean that up at the end. Well, that was well played. You clean that up very well, sir. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, yeah, NXT, and I mean, NXT has been mid throughout the entire quarantine, man. That's the one show, and I know I say it every week, but that's because it bears repeating. This is the show that has suffered most without a crowd because the crowd is so intricate or so 
the crowd is so important to what it is that they do with NXT that it's very glaring that they don't have a crowd and it's affecting the product to me. I I agree that it hurts NXT more than it hurts some of the other brands. Um, Chani, did you catch any NXT or would you like to pivot this into AEW and then the eventuality of the next question? If you guys are done with NXT, I think that's the direction we should go. I can't really extrapolate on any further. Chris, you got no. something for NXT? NXT was all right, man. I, I would have expected it more for a go-home show, considering that you have a pay-per-view coming up and you're trying to sell pay-per-views. They, they, they went still off. got a couple weeks for In Your House. I, I, in I Your House eight. is June 7. Oh, you did say. I, I had already mentally moved on to AEW. <laughs> Okay, oh, okay. Fair. well then in that case <laughs> in that case let me set, then, then let me then let me set you up like we kind of tried to do there alright my quick thoughts on AEW I missed Moxley and Brody Lee I as much as I didn't like Dean Ambrose in WWE the last major part of his career there I still don't like John Moxley, so I really don't feel like I missed anything. It was Moxley uh, versus number ten from the Dark right. Order, so you that's, miss that's, shit. that's what I heard, and then afterwards he like broke his arm or something, whatever. Not interested. Because he's gonna win. Uh and we'll get to that. Orange Cassidy versus Ray Phoenix was really good. I absolutely love Jake the Snake and Arn Anderson sitting eight feet across from each other in the ring and cutting a promo. I enjoyed it. You can shit on it if you want. And then you got Hardy uh, versus Sammy Guevara, which I enjoyed the match. And then at the end, when they had them out in the stadium, I thought they gave a little bit too much away. They could have teased it a little less. Yep. So yep. you guys thought, I thought overall it was a good show, and I bet the beginning part was pretty decent, and I bet the match was actually good with Moxley and 10. Um, Andrew, I see I see you digging into that beard, either for crumbs or you want to talk. So <laughs> either eat well, or speak. It, it's, it's just one of those things where... I get the fact that AEW likes to portray the enhancement talent as not complete jabronis, but Moxley sold a little too much for a 10, and then it just turned to nothing. Aren't they trying so to get him over, though, or no? I mean, he wasn't nobody. He was Vance something or other. It's not like he was even a name before he put the goddamn mask on. He was like jabroni number five with just a decent build and now they're trying to make him into maybe something. So he put up a five minute fight that just looked a little more competitive than it should have. And the women's match was still an issue. Like so many, so many moves missed. So many things made no sense. The finish looked like it was botched when Statlander, Chris Statlander didn't quite make it to, Sheeta and Sheeta just lost off of a beast bomb when we're supposed to have a no DQ match between those two and she loses to the finishing. Like, what the fuck was that match? And Britt Baker was barely in it, then selling an injury at the end, which character wise, that makes sense. She didn't want to get her hands dirty, but eh. um, Orange Cassidy, it's nice that he can kind of go when he wants to, but. I Did thought he you looked really good. Think he should have won against Phoenix. Like that was no, that but was I think... one of those matches where it looked stupid on paper to me because Phoenix is a renowned tag guy, a former mega champion, and he's got some solo experience. And you're not going to have him lose to the guy with his hands in his pockets and his glasses on most of the time just because he's in serious mode. Like. <sighs> Didn't didn't Orange Cassidy earn a little bit of credibility tonight? Because I thought those two guys had a really nice. 
not just a couple, but a really nice sequence of, of a long, a long sequence, a period, a long period of time where they were doing some good stuff. I thought the work in the yeah, match was, was okay, match. but it still made no sense to me as why we even cared. Because it, it's a disconnect for the way I was looking at the match because Orange Cassidy is nobody. Like, the last person to fire him up was Pac, and he lost. Then he dicks around for most of the fucking last two months. Then he has a match against somebody who's supposed to be a legitimate threat in Phoenix and kind of forces it, but nobody really expected Phoenix to win. And Phoenix still had to win because of a low blow and a distraction. So I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're doing with... The upper mid card. That's kind of where I'm at because they, they, it seems like they're pushing one or two people, and everybody who isn't part of the elite, isn't named Cody, or isn't the champion and the guy that he's facing, look like complete 50 50 jabronis like it's WWE. And when AEW is trying to not be WWE, a lot of their stuff comes off more formulaic in WWE than WWE does. They just try to hide it with the, the cookie crumbs of, look, this was a work rate match. Look, Meltzer will give it four stars. It was really good. You saw a dive into a dragon rana into a move off the apron. And then you saw an arm drag into a hurricane rana into a pin attempt. And then it happened. And then there was a lion salt. It was fantastic work rate. Who gives a fuck? It was a dumb match when it comes down to paper and storyline. Okay, number one, you got to relax. Are they? Are Flat, they... <laughs> Flat, he got all excited about the A and B blocks. He had to shit on something. Go ahead. You're right, Thank but you. are are, are, are they are they not pushing Scorpio Sky with the vignettes they've been doing for the last few weeks? Are they not pushing MJF and trying to hype up his match versus uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry this Saturday, which might MJF have the same way that MLW did, and the same way everybody does. He's an arrogant douchey heel. He That's has, not what I asked you. That's not what I asked you. Are they not pushing him? You because you're saying oh, the only people they push have to do with the elite or the, the main inner circle. Side of it. Everybody else kind of gets 50-50. Like even MJF. MJF, there were a couple hoop spots for fucking Marco Stunt. Yes, I know you have to, and that's part of the underdog character and yada yada yada. But it's not like MJF is Teflon. It's not like everybody else, like they had Scorp lose a couple matches, or Scorp Scorp isn't always Scorp isn't always portrayed solidly. Neither is Kazarian, neither is Daniels. They lose a couple bigger matches, and they're kind of stuck in the wash. And then you have this 12-man jabroni ladder match or wherever the fuck it is. And I'm supposed to think that Phoenix and fucking whoever the fuck else is in this match are all on the same level. It's, it's a little hard. It's a little hard to swallow. No, I'm not going to disagree with you. I do think that Marco Stunt got uh, way too much offense in with that match with MJF this evening. I also think that 10, which that sounds ridiculous, got a little yeah. too much offense in versus your champion. He should have beat his ass because he's mad because they stole his title. Correct. That should be the thing. Like, yeah, yes. but I get that. But you can't. But the statement that you made that they're not trying to push other people outside of the elite or the inner circle that's just asinine i brought up scorpio sky i brought up mjf they're they're trying to go to the moon with a uh, nyla rose and kushida or whatever the hell you call that young lady no disrespect to her Shida? god bless you but yeah they're, they're... okay but she's also the number one contender and nyla rose hasn't had a match on dynamite until this week in the last two months you saw nyla rose in what an interview with tony shivani and then I found your kendo stick, derp, in the dumbest fucking goddamn backstage segment I've seen in wrestling in a while. Like, it was fucking cheesy and corny and carny fucking cringe shit. And then she has a match 
that makes no sense. And it wasn't exactly like a great match either. So if that's what you call pushing or keeping the champion on top, I, I think we've got a whole different playbook of how we, we perceive wrestling. <laughs> I, I'm not saying that everything that they're doing is working. Obviously, everything that they're doing isn't working. I'm just saying that they are pushing other oh, people. They brought Brody Lee in, and they literally made him a top guy. Now, after he loses to Moxley, we'll get to that momentarily. He'll probably yeah. be back down the car, but still. Because what they, happened they, to Hager? What happened to the undefeated MMA god, Jack Hager, after he lost to Moxley? Jeez. We saw him, what, help lay sex gods in a, a tag match that turned out to be a five-on-two clusterfuck of Matt Hardy changing personalities, and the golf cart got over more than half the people in that fucking match? Yes, that's what we saw there, and then Jake Hager's done nothing. Push. Everybody's simultaneous. But that's my point. That push the person who's like the challenger and one or two pieces, and everybody else gets caught in the wash. And for complete, I guess, transparency, just so you know where I'm coming from, because I know you do, because we've done this enough. I'm playing devil's advocate here because there's way too many people that blow AEW. Like, give them time. It's going to make sense. It doesn't really fucking make sense. Yes, you're right. There are a couple other pieces here or there that get pushed for two or three weeks and the pay-per-view happens and they're going to go back off into obscurity. We're not going to see SCU fucking wrestle for a title because the mixed bag fucking tag champions apparently make more sense even though we haven't seen Hangman because he's been on a quarantine fucking hangover for the last two fucking months riding his fucking horse into God knows where. Maybe he's on a vision quest. Maybe that's Y'all get! Y'all get! Did you like that tonight? Hey, his, his, his own words tonight, after the battle was over, he looks over and he goes, he goes, y'all get! And then he, was, he left. Anyway. Yeah, but like, it's just so, there's obviously some things I'm overly generalizing about, but there's just too much blowjob of AEW, and I just, it gets tiring. Is it the best show on TV? No. Is it tolerable some weeks? Yes. Is it a pile of shit other weeks? Yes. But you can't. You can't just. You can't just apologize for it. You can't just be okay with it because it's AEW and we like most of the people. I'm not saying you do that, but it's just the general perception is that AEW can do really no wrong, even though they're doing everything TNA did and everything WCW did for the last thirty fucking years, and nobody really wants to kind of put their thumb on it and go. This looks familiar. Can we not do this? Can we try something else? So and you need to expand your Twitter feed. That's what it sounds like to me because I see both sides. I see the AEW shields. I also see the WWE shields that can't wait to pounce on AEW and shit on them. Normally they just pounce they do. on ratings or some shit like that. No, 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 no. I'm talking about everybody that anytime AEW makes a mistake, just like on the other end. The AEW shit shit on anything WWE does. Like it's it's bad from both angles, man. And I'm you know we're, we're gonna side. have to compare follower lists, and I'm gonna have to see who you're following because well, I don't yours really is a lot I, longer than his. Okay, that's my point. <laughs> but that, that, can, I, <laughs> can I get back to that? Has what that got to do with the price of rice in China? What that got to do with the price of tea in India? What that got to do with the price of Harold's chicken in the hood in Chicago? I don't know. We're not really importing a lot right now. Is that a real two out of three of those? I can't really. You really? If you're from the Midwest and you've never heard of Harold's chicken in Chicago, seriously? Would you settle down? No, I will not. (laughs) I will not. I refuse to settle down. I don't know. Is Harold's chicken any good? Oh my god. 
they've got a couple here in Atlanta, and the ones in Atlanta, the chicken's not bad, but the sauce is really the uh, the star of the show. That's the that's the main event. Is I it barbecue chicken? chicken? No, DP, it's a DP smokes a good chicken. So do I, but that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> it's fried chicken, and they have these two different sauces. One is like a, a mixture of a hot sauce, and then they have a mild. So the best thing to do is to like mix them together. Oh and shit! It, it's phenomenal. Yeah, I don't but fry that, chicken, but I fry fish in the kitchen. But fish don't fry in the kitchen. Oh, and beans don't oh, oh, hear ye, hear ye. Both of these things are false. I can attest to them both. And this is why, God ladies and gentlemen, it, no. this is a public, public, public service <laughs> kidding, announcement. Kidding. Pot is War is actually a cooking show, but thank you for joining us for wrestling. We do always bring food in somehow. Like, this is, this is a fucked up situation. Steaks but, and weights. Okay. Steaks and weights. Yeah, but... Uh, the Arn Anderson Jake Jake Roberts thing, yeah. What I did felt like think? it was okay, but they weren't on the same page at some point because Jake kind of cut off Arn when Arn was, I guess, trying to play company shill a little bit. Which I get that's his point. He's part of the Nightmare Family. Jake is supposed to be Mister Fuck You. You know, I'm I'm anti-establishment, and if it, it felt like Jake went maybe into business for himself a little bit there, trying to be like, well, let's have a match, let's do something, because I know Jake has been itching Arn to have one ever. at least. And see that that was that was my problem with the segment as well, man. Because it started off kind of slow; it picked up steam towards the end. But that's the thing. It didn't make me want to see Archer versus Cody anymore. It made me want to see Jake the Snake Roberts versus yes. Arn Anderson. Yes. And yeah. we know we're not going to get that match. All right, Correct. let's have a special edition real quick. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is really quick. My answer is no. Do you want to see Jake Roberts have a match in AEW, Christopher Platt? Yes. Andrew Blaz? Yes. Wow, I don't. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Well, Mr. Lebowski, you didn't say if it had to be singles, because I think this would actually work well as a tag match, because if it was just Arn coming in for a spine buster through a table spot or something like that, or Jake hitting the DDT or something, and they didn't have to do a lot, and it was more of Archer and Cody doing most of the work and setting things up, That'd be good because we've seen Arn roll in for a couple spots here or there. But Jake's been doing the happen, yoga. Yeah, can't so that just can't that, that just happen something. at the match at Double or Nothing? Do we have to have a whole that, that, fucking match for those that's two? That's what I'm saying. That that's what I'm saying. That's going to happen on Saturday. I'm, I'm looking at it from the fact that Jake wants that match. We've heard it multiple times from multiple sources that Jake wanted one more match, even if it was just jumping in the Royal Rumble for WWE for like a Hall of Fame nod or something like that. Like he wants one more kind of moment. And why wouldn't AEW give him something like a rumble or a tag match or just a little something that kind of keeps everybody safe, everybody protected, and it still puts more of the shine on the, I'm going to say younger guys, even though Archer's like 45 and Cody's like 35 and they're both very established, so calling them younger is a little goofy. But oh, as long to be you to be able to call a thirty-five-year-old old, I hate you. Suck my balls. He, well, when he's balls. when he's been, when he's been in the business since he was like eighteen or nineteen, that's that's nearly twenty years of wrestling. It's not like he's fucking fresh and new and green. You know what I'm saying, though. Oh, I do. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I mean, shit. That's how, all right, how many, We're both a spry at thirty-nine. Thirty-five or thirty-six. Ah, uh, nice. 
but still, I, I think I think Jake deserves at least one more match, even if it's gimmicked six man or tag or something like that. And I, I think he'll get it, especially so, with the way he was lobbying for it tonight. So one more thing, man, before we move on to topic three, the pull apart, bra- well, it wasn't even a pull apart, but the brawl that they had to end dynamite tonight on the football field. I understand what they were going for. It didn't hit for me. And one of the reasons it didn't hit is, did you see when Mac Hardy, when Ma- Mac Hardy, Jesus Christ. Mac Hardy. Mac Hardy. Oh, who's Mac, Mac Hardy? Hardy. Willie Mac and Matt Hardy did the fusion, oh. or is Willie I, Mac part of the Hardy family now? I hope Mac Hardy teams with Matt Hardy. Oh, is that going to be Maxwell's nickname? He's going to be Mac Hardy instead of Maxwell Hardy? Uh, now I got to roll with it. Did y'all see when Broken Mac Hardy? <laughs> I forgot who hit. It might have been Jake. Toyota 3K dropped in from the fucking Tokyo Titantron. 3K. Whatever. Toyota yeah, no, I'm talking about his brother, Toyota 3K. Oh, okay. Now we got that. It's it, yeah. they got Kota Ubushi and Tokyo and 3K and Mac Hardy don't get along, but Toyota 3K and Mac Hardy get along. Shayna Boozler, she choked somebody out. It was great. Shayna Boozler. That's what we need. That's what we need. We need Toyota and Tokyo 3K versus Matt and Mac Hardy. I heard there's going to be a run-in by old dirty Perch Turd. Perch Turd? Yeah, fuck what I was talking about, man, because it's not going to be any of this. We can go ahead and go to topic three. Balls, you had to start it off because I got to pee. Okay, that's fine. Oh, yeah, no, no, you put a dollar in the jar. <laughs> Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, I'm just going to run down the card because whenever I go match by match, it doesn't really seem to work out for us very well. No, no, we don't do that. So let's just get this all out of the way. Uh, Private Party versus Best Friends. That is going to be on the pre-show from what I'm seeing here. I'm going to try and run these matches down in significance, so I guess we'll start here. Yes, I enjoy EW, but I do shit all over this division. They need to do something about it. Britt Baker versus Chris Statlander. And Nyla Rose defending that title against Akira Ushida. Uh, I don't really think we need to talk any more about that than we already have. I know a newly assigned match for this card is going to be Dustin Rhodes versus Sean Spears in a singles match. Hope they give him a little bit of time to tell a good story. You got... The aforementioned stadium stampede match, Matt Hardy, uh, Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and the Bucks of Youth taking on that entire inner circle. You also have the casino ladder match. Darby Allen, Cole Cabana, Orange Cassidy, Ray Phoenix, Scorpio Sky, Kip Sabian, Frankie Kazarian, and Luchasaurus. I really hope that someone big shows up as the mystery entrant. I'm not you know, crossing my fingers. For me, a match that I think could be really well done would be MJF versus Jungle Boy. You got John Moxley versus Brody Lee for that AEW World Championship. And in my opinion, I think the main event is going to be Cody versus Lance Archer for that new TNT Championship, especially since Mike Tyson will be roaming around the outside along with Arn Anderson and Jake Roberts. From what I hear, Andrew Belaz, that's the card. Are you excited, like Bob Costas? Should we be feeling those nipples? No. No. 
but what I what I will say, what I will say, is I wasn't exactly hot on Revolution either, and then I ended up hosting the the live thread when we covered it for the the website, and it was a it was a fun show. It was more entertaining than I was expecting. So this none of these matches really tickle me because you don't oh, have quite Jesus. the same kind of. You you don't have like the work rate necessary to look forward to, and the storylines I'm not really invested in. Like no t- Inner no t- Circle versus Elite, kind of fun, but eh, I like I just I haven't been able to really sink my teeth into anything that AEW's done. To be no t- fair, now, no tickle balls. No, Cody so no wait wait so no tickle balls here, huh? No no tickle balls. No, but will, will Archer and Cody be cool? Most likely, that'll probably be one of the better matches because Cody always puts on really good storytelling matches, and we know Archer's really athletic for a big dude. Will the ladder match be spot heavy and will be fun to watch? Yes, because it's a ladder match, can you, and they all can you, nowadays. Can you rate your excitement for these matches on a scale of one to five? One being droopy balls and five being tickle balls. <laughs> Well, right. first and foremost, so that's most got of to this be card, our next product, by the way. Like, the, Tickle Me Elmo, we're going to have Tickle Balls. Yes. Tickle Me Balls! Yeah. <laughs> complete with a weird uh, beard. And you yeah. love when you tickle his balls. Yeah. I'll give your match a star rating if you tickle my balls a little. You, like Ooh, you, thank like you, it says, three snowflakes! See, yeah, it has different uh, ratings and stuff. Like, you tickle his balls, and it'll be like, ooh! A bushy and Naito! Yay! <laughs> Okada! Okada! Oh, that's your orgasm face. I get an O face, Okada. Ah, I like it. But now, so most of these, most of these are old man droopy balls because as much as I like Sheeta or Statlander, those matches are probably gonna be a fucking mess because the women's matches suck a little bit. Private Party and. Um, Best friends. Who the hell did you say? Best, Best friends. That could be low key, like a surprisingly really good match. It should also kind of be the number one contender for the tag match or for the tag titles because we haven't seen a tag title match in two months, and the tag teams have been irrelevant when they're the best tag team wrestling on the planet. Yeah, fuck that. Hey, hey, man, but, if you want to get pissed about somebody that's not getting pushed. Yo, Private Party. Why are Private Party not featured on every single episode of Dynamite? I agree with you. That, I, I'm private not even, Party. I, like, they were, they're charismatic. They're great. They got over pretty hot with the crowd. And then I don't really watch Dark, so maybe they've just been on Dark a lot. But fuck, that's on YouTube. Why the fuck would you be not putting them on TNT? Or maybe they don't, they don't have any tag teams that they can job out to. You know, Black Jobbers of the Week. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'm still pissed about that for on all shows. The shame on shame on all you melon farmers. I'm I said it. But yeah, so the the uh, Calgary Stampede or whatever the fuck that match is, CanadianWrestling.com. Stadium. Oh, Stadium Stampede, not Stampede Wrestling. Stu Hart's not gonna fucking show up out of nowhere. We'll the get ghost to all the Stu Hart family. Man. Relax. But you know, figure four. The ghost of Stu Hart puts puts Jericho puts Matt Hardy in a figure four because Mac that's what it, Damascus Damascus is going to channel the, the ghost of Stu Hart. Yeah, the Mac Mac Hardy is going to to channel Stu Hart and put a figure four on somebody. That's why it's Stampede. It's gonna be good good old school Canadian wrestling. So you but act that, like you, you don't know Shaka Khan, Tony Khan's father has a football stadium. He does. Yeah, Shaka Khan owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, oh, okay, that's yeah. nice. Shaka they just Khan. hand out 
They just hand out football teams to people, apparently. <laughs> oh, they don't. Uh, never mind. I, I was <laughs> going on the lines of Black Jobber of the Week, but I'm not going to go there. Let's just yeah, move yeah, yeah. But no, so Stadium Stampede, it'll be, it's, it'll be a clusterfuck, but it might be entertaining. I'm the, just saying. The latter match will be fun, and then Archer and Cody will probably be my favorite match, just, you know, because Cody tells good stories. But no, I'm not, I'm not really excited for it. But that's that's just me. And as we've established, I watch NXT more intently than AEW. So maybe if I was a bigger AEW mark, it might might hit me differently. But this just it falls a little flat. And fuck Brody Lee and John Moxley, Jesus Christ! I think I'm gonna go take a shit and take a nap during that match because I don't. It'll probably be more entertaining, more entertaining. I know it. We all know it's Luke Harper versus Dean Ambrose. But don't act like the Wyatt family and the Shield didn't have chemistry together. Correct. It's gonna be a good match, man. There were four other people in those matches. This is Luke Harper versus Dean Ambrose. It's gonna be a good match. The stadium match. The stadium match is gonna be fun. Can enjoy it. I said, I hope you're drunk by then so you can enjoy it. Oh, trust me, I will be. Shit, is a pig's pussy pork? Is a pig's pussy pork? Yeah, but I'm still going to enjoy it. You tend to enjoy things more when you're Lips. drunk. That's why I was just hoping by the time it gets there, you were you were feeling the, uh, the fruits of life, so to speak. But no, this is going to be a fun show, man. I, I, I think NJ... MJF and uh, Jungle Boy have a chance to be a really good match, as PC alluded to earlier. That's going to be fun. Uh, the Private Party, Best Friends. I'm not the biggest Best Friend fans, but I like Private Party, so that's going to make me moist. I like Private What else parties. do we have? Uh, private Party's are fun, too. I mean, we got Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, man. Yeah. Yo, how much of a cluster is this match going to be? We got Can Cody I make a Rose prediction? What's going to happen with Mike Tyson? Versus, hold on, Jake the Snake. And Arn Anderson and Mike Tyson. Go ahead. I heard this. I heard this on the last dance finale from the Potter's War special. Did you hear that? Or was that the pre-show? No, that was on there, wasn't it? No, that this happened? that was this was actually on uh, Potter's War last week, sir. No, no, this happened. This happened on. This happened this past week with me, you, and Ray. Well, go on. I heard. I someone someone said that this is what might happen at AEW Double or Nothing this week. Mike Tyson was just dumbfounded when he showed up. It's like, yeah, they gave me they gave me a bag of Doritos and I got in the wing and the next thing I knew I was fighting a kangaroo, you know? It was AEW with double to nothing. <laughs> it was double to nothing because yeah. one came out of the pouch too and it had a bag of Doritos and I ate both bags of Doritos and knocked both kangaroos the motherfucker out. He he's just getting that over balls because I complimented him on his Mike Tyson on the show on Monday. So you know he do, he does have a decent Mike Tyson. Yes. Yeah. You yes. know the sad part is though is that the kangaroo the key, reference the key is spinal. The key you got to make is spinal. The the, the the kangaroo reference it actually children. It, it plays you, because yeah. he did that in the Broken Universe in Impact. And that oh, that'd be perfect. Impact. Oh my God! Could you imagine Matt Hardy tagging with Mike Tyson? I'm sorry. Sorry, I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. Inadvertently backed up into something genius, you dumb fuck. <laughs> beep 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 beep. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. This show is going to be a lot more fun than you're giving it credit for, balls. I mean. Don't tell me that stadium match isn't going to be completely and utterly ridiculous and glorious 
at the exact same time. Part of my lead-in is that I, I hope it is, because if you remember, before I kind of begrudgingly had to do the Revolution live thread, I wasn't exactly hot or moist or excited about it at all, and it ended up being a really fucking good pay-per-view. pissed off all our female listeners. Because I said moist? You did it again. I, 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 I say moist all the time, man. That, that's not going to piss them off. But, so I was, I enjoyed it, and I was quite excited or quite um, happy about the results, and I, I was, you know, surprised. I, I hope I'm surprised again. It's, I, I find it better to come in with low expectations and then be surprised by what happened than That's overshoot it because then you got more chances to be just sad or depressed or disappointed because your playlist didn't work out or whatever the hell you want to do. And yes, Tony, that is what she said. That's why I like to tell women I'm hung like a light switch. Because when it comes in a half a meter, half half a centimeter bigger, yes. it, it's all important. It, it's just you aim low, you get better reactions, you get better you, results. You got to watch Pete Davidson stand up because he talks about Aria Grande putting him over with, with for having a big penis. When he's like, I actually have a medium-sized penis, so now every girl that I show my penis to is completely disappointed. Oh, see, I, I, I like to use the other way around. So there, I might actually have to check out Pete Davis and stuff, because I like the reverse psychology. You know, you set expectations low, and then everything's gravy when it happens, baby. It's all good. The- so, so Andrew, you're just going to steal all of my shtick, huh? Next thing you know, next what, week you're going to be coming on here talking Platt's about... That's the only one that gets to talk so. about penises. When do no, you no, talk no, about no, 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 no. I'm, I'm actually trying to transition us. If you get my drift. <laughs> I'm actually trying to transition us away from penis and go back to what you talk about. I'm going to temper my expectations and, and, and have a good time. I've been saying, how many times have I come on these very airwaves and say that the best way to enjoy professional wrestling in the modern era, it is to temper your expectations. And now you coming on here saying it like you just came up with E equals MC squared. Get the no, fuck no, no. out of here. Because you try to say that about WWE, because honestly, you have to be expecting the drizzling shits just to enjoy that half the time. Which is why I think you're okay with it most of the time. I'm not. And I don't always do that. It has to tickle me usually. But this is just big. It's it's the second biggest company in the in you know, the North American uh, televised section, however you want to put it. So you kind of have to watch it. You kind of have to deal with it. And since I have to, I'm, I might as well play it by the plat way of playing things and just go low. And maybe it'll impress me. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll actually suck. Who knows? I'll give got, it a shot. I got a title for the show. You guys want to hear it? E equals MC go fuck yourself. Pot is war. Platt successfully transitions away from penis. I don't even know how to take that. Like, am, am I on the Caitlyn Jenner side of the game? Or did I go to conversion therapy camp? Or and they prayed the game? Like, I don't know where to, 
I don't, I don't know where to take this right now. I, I really don't. Which way works better for you? You know, this is a safe space. You can talk to us. Are you a beautiful Danish woman on the inside and you just didn't <laughs> tell us? I'm pretty sure I am not a beautiful Danish woman on the inside. I think well, I can say that with the utmost certainty. Hey, you you did say there, w- there was some European persuasion in your family tree. So uh, so where do you come from? How, where do you go? Where do you come from, Cotton Eye Joe? Let's, let's see where this comes from. <laughs> I don't know. I came from my mother, but I usually come from my penis. (laughs) (laughs) So is is this where we would pipe in skyrockets in flight, afternoon delight? Right. Is this how much we're disinterested in double or nothing? Should we just move on to a more important topic? Number four. You know how many times I got to play the same goddamn commercials because we're either off the rails or talking about something serious. Well, I well the best thing I could tell for you or say to you is get some new commercials, Jack. No, fuck. All right. Well, here, why don't you cut one off the riff after Lord Alfred introduces you? Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Because thechairshot.com is the latest, greatest, and up-to-datest website for news, reviews, and analysis, all with attitude. Because we respect our fan base and you are smarter than the average fan. So why don't you take a gander at thechairshot.com? Remember, thechairshot.com. It's not just a website. It's a movement. And the chairshot is reminding you to always use your head. How was that? That was B+. B? B+. There was a small slip. No, that was better than me. I was I would give giving it a six and a half. All right. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for a change. Come and take your best shot. I tried to be a nice guy. I tried to play by the rules. You turned your backs on me! Sadly, the anniversary of the horrific accident and the passing of Owen Hart is three days away from us as we record that happened to us on May 23rd of 1999. I will never forget going back into uh, school the next day and talking with uh, my group of friends. DP was one of them. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, but Platt, you had brought up the topic of Owen Hart and the dark side of the ring episode that aired and what had happened on there. Andrew and I have not had a chance to see what was exactly depicted in that episode. So I was hoping you could take the lead on this one. So, yeah. So last night we're recording this on a Wednesday. They premiered the Owen Hart episode of dark side in the ring. And just to give a little context to it. My relationship with the dark side of the ring series is very, uh, Uh, I guess, interesting or complicated, I guess would be a better way to say it. Every single episode that they've ever done is extremely well done. It's a good show in terms of making television. 
it's quality television, but it's also wrestling. So number one, you know, you got to temper your expectations because it's wrestling and everybody's working because the entire business is a work. So you don't know what to believe or what stories are true or anything like that. And, you know, there are certain stories where I don't think they go far enough in depth to. Like, they've done some excellent work. Like, the Chris Benoit two-parter was excellent. The New Jack episode obviously was excellent. But there's other episodes where I feel like there was more meat on the bone that they really sunk their teeth into. Like, I understand that they only have an hour worth of television, which with commercials, it's 45 minutes. So I understand that. But some of the episodes leave more to be more to be desired than others now come coming to this Owen Hart episode I thought this is one of their very best obviously there's a lot there with the uh the tragedy that happened and it was tough it was tough especially uh you know coming on the heels of the uh, Shad Gaspar situation it was tough to go back there and revisit that and to see his his wife and their children and everything it's that's a difficult topic to broach. I thought they did a really good job. Obviously, nobody from WWE was going to participate in this episode or any of their episodes. It's literally called Dark Side of the Ring. So when that being said, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into if you if you're picking up what I'm putting down. Okay, so I guess they just painted WWE as negligent assholes the whole time or was there any gray area because some, sometimes dark side of the ring is good at playing for both sides and good at playing the whole well maybe it was this well maybe it was that but as you said they do have a very direct narrative and obvious stance they take throughout the whole show so what was the show of this stop yelling at martha to let owen in because wwe sucks and she just doesn't want them to profiteer off her husband I mean, to be fair, in this particular instance, WWE were negligent assholes. Like, I don't think there's oh, well, another way to really look at this. You know what I mean? I, I guess. I mean, the the concept was ridiculous because you shouldn't have had to repel somebody down from the rafters anyway, regardless of the fact that WCW did it. And I know you and me both were WCW kids, and we loved Sting, and that whole repelling down thing was cool. It wasn't necessary. So there is some negligence. The fact that the harness broke, obviously something didn't work. So something was fucked up there. But I'm just curious if it was where, did it just, was it just a whole let's paint Martha as a good guy? Because the IWC has demonized her for the last 20 years. Because every time Martha gets brought up, she gets brought up as somebody who's just sued the WWE. And she's bitter and doesn't want Owen to go in because she's just this nasty old bitch kind of thing. You, you know, you've heard the narrative from the IWC. I, I, I know. And, I mean, to be fair, man, can you blame her? I mean, no, this I company, Yeah, this company literally took her husband away because of some negligent bullshit. So uh, I don't blame her for not wanting to have anything to do with the WWE. And, you know, on a broader spectrum, the Hart family, with all due respect, because, you know, I love me some bread, you know, R.I.P. Owen, with all due respect, because I give them all the reverence there is within this wrestling business. But there's some weird melon farmers, man. Like, that's... That's a weird ass family, man. And it, it you it's know, wrestling. yeah, they're, yeah, they're it's, a wrestling family. I guess we're saying the same thing, just different ways. Yeah. Yeah. So but did, yeah, did, I, it, 
did at least babyface Martha a little bit in the eyes of the regular fan. I know you're you're not the regular IWC fan, but if you were to, you know, set your IQ down a few notches and actually think like that for a half second, did it babyface Martha or did it just go further into the WWE machine is evil? So even if you don't agree with her, it just kind of tweenered her. You have more of a neutral feeling on her. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, it was definitely more to babyface Martha and the kids. And I mean, in this particular instance, and this isn't a shit on WWE, but in this instance, she is the babyface. And I can't be mad at her for not wanting to do business with them and not wanting him to go into the Hall of Fame and all of that. Like, that's got to be painful for them to still be dealing with that. And I'm I'm sure they don't, at this particular point in time, they don't want anything to do with the wrestling business. And you can't blame that family at all for that. No, so, yeah, it, it, it babyface Martha. And frankly, in this, again, in this scenario, Martha is the babyface. And I don't see how, I, I don't see how you could think otherwise. And I know there's going to be fanboys and fuckboys on the internet that they're mad because Owen can't go into the Hall of Fame. But, you know, you know what my response to them is? Say it. You can come to uh, 4012 Gables Lane in Sandy Springs slash Atlanta, Georgia. The zip code is uh three zero three five zero, and you can literally suck my dick because how dare you have any opinion about this woman who lost her husband, <laughs> children that lost their father, and the only thing that you're worried about is because this man can't go into a bogus ass made up Hall of Fame or a Hall of Fame uh, surrounding simulated combat. The fuck is wrong with you? The fuck is wrong with you? Seriously, what the fuck is wrong with you? God what is, damn! What is war? Platt gives out dick sucking directions. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we might be done with this topic. <clears throat> yeah, unless there's any questions you can think of, Tony. Maybe we should just transition to five. All right, Andrew, you want to you want to cut a commercial? No. (laughs) (laughs) This is my yard now. All right, gentlemen, I don't know. I had a bug up my ass the other day and decided to put a poll out on Twitter. And I asked y'all to give it a little bit of love and see what the people thought. We ended up with, you know, three quarters of a century worth of votes. So not too shabbish. Not excellent. Not bad. We'll give it a C. C minus. Um, if we're grading honestly right now. But... The question was, when will Roman Reigns wrestle again? I challenge either of you to try and say that. I was about to challenge you to say it five times uh, real fast, so touche to you for beating me to the punch, sir. I didn't even realize how hard that is to say. It's not. It's easy to type, but I, I say it all out. When, when will Roman, Roman Reigns when wrestle, Roman again? wrestle again? When will Roman Reigns wrestle again? <laughs> Yeah, you got to add the Roman part yeah, of there. Okay. When will Roman Reigns when wrestle will Roman again? Roman Reigns wrestle again? When will Roman Reigns wrestle again? When will Roman Reigns wrestle again? That's not bad. There you go. Well, yip do good for you. Boom! 
Boom! And you know I've been polishing off this Jack Daniels the whole time. So, haha. I'm, I'm like Dr. Johnny Fever when I get drunk. It's beautiful. Just watch for it. Well, even a broken clock is right twice a day. So, there's that. So, let's go over the choices first. <laughs> SummerSlam, Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and Never. Now, SummerSlam could get pushed back. I heard from Greg DeMarco, Survivor Series sounds like a plausible opportunity, especially if it's the first live event with fans, which makes sense. I probably should have made that an option. But SummerSlam kind of fills that role, considering it looks like it could get pushed back to September, but likely not in Boston, because it doesn't look like Boston is really going to be looking to host anything that soon. Um, so here's the percentages. SummerSlam, 30%. Royal Rumble, 36%, the winner of the poll. WrestleMania, 16%. Never, with 18% of the vote, higher, 2% higher than WrestleMania. What are your guys' thoughts on when will Roman Reigns, newly tattooed, by the way. I saw that. That's actually nice. Mm-hmm. When will he return to wrestling? When will he wrestle? Again? When will he wrestle again? More specifically, sorry. When will Roman Reigns wrestle again? Yeah, um, yeah pop. Now you just show it off, huh? Royal yeah, Rumble, buddy. Roman Reigns wrestles at the Royal Rumble. Um, I, I, I I like I like Royal Rumble wow. as an answer. Can I, I just do. say before you get going here, I have to throw this in there because that was beautiful alliteration, and I am an advocate for the administration that allocates alliteration <laughs> all across America. You haven't done that in a minute. Let's say all across the nation. That if you really want to rock with it. No, America. because America adds to the alliteration, my friend. It does, because it has A. Alliteration and nation, that's what you Okay, to that just that's rhyming. That's Put a dollar in the jar. Put a dollar in the jar. <laughs> Andrew, keep going. It's still alliteration, sir. Dollar in the jar! <laughs> anyway. <laughs> okay, we can discuss iambic pentameter later, buddy. Oh, but anyway, like it's a piano so let's, lesson let's just move, move, move on to the whole question. I do like Royal Rumble as an answer only because it gives a good just it's an easy pop. You don't have to see him. Survivor series, you have to make a story. You have to kind of have an an opening on a team and then oh no, who's going to fill it in and then Roman shows up, which that's fine. Like it it's going to be end up being like November or late October, or however they push it back. So timeline-wise, Survivor series does make some sense, but out of the choices we were given, I like Royal Rumble because it keeps them quiet. It keeps them out of the limelight. Then it gives people it, – it's a lot like – this is going to be fucked up to say, so the sentence is going to be weird, but just follow me for a second. It's going to be like when he was sick where you didn't see him for six or seven months, whatever it was. So he came back, got the return pop because everybody gets the return pop, and then you haven't heard a lot of negativity, but you've seen some of the grumble or the grumbles start to pick up in the IWC bullshit of, oh, it's Roman. They're just going to push him. I'm sick of Roman. Fuck Roman. La, 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 la. So if we wait till Rumble, that gives us about a year of no Roman. And then if he pops back up, there'll be fans in the stands. Everybody will be most likely back to normal unless we get waved to Corona Boogaloo. And then it'll, it'll, be, it'll be a good time for him. It'll be great. Hopefully he wins it to have just an even bigger moment. And then he can get his, uh, let, let's just say against McIntyre, Roman versus McIntyre kind of match at Mania. That could be cool. That could be nice. I don't know if they're going to let McIntyre hold it for like a year. But that does have a decent big 
big time feeling, big kind of big pay-per-view, big event feel. And I, I, I like the Rumble answer. Platt? I didn't think anything you said sounded fucked up. As a matter of fact, I thought that it was going to sound more fucked up. So maybe that's just why I feel how I feel. But <laughs> temper your expectations, even with my comments. And look, shit happens. Really, we're just going to keep stealing my shtick. Okay, cool. But I, I agree with you because well, you I actually. Uh, comes your shit. Come on. The gimmick, buddy. Live it. I, I, you know, I retweeted the uh, the poll and I also voted in the poll and I voted Royal Rumble, which that, you know, was the leader in the poll. But for I, I say Royal Rumble for different reasons, because the real interesting thing that's going to happen here in this country is going to start around uh, the end of October, early September. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about foot. I'm talking about football season because mm-hmm. it's it's. I can't see a scenario in which we don't get football in some iteration for no other reason that I know how much. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Because I know how much Americans care about their football. True. And if Mellon Farmers are riding because they have to wear masks, if there's no football come late summer, early fall, they're really going to turn this bitch into the Hunger Games for real, for real. So I think there is going to be some sort of football, but that's kind of my litmus test to see that, you know, where we're at with this thing. I still do think that we're going to get a wave two electric, you know, Rona two electric boogaloo. Yeah, and, electric boogaloo. And that's why Dollar I say truck. Royal Rumble because you know Survivor Series sounds good, but I also think it sounds optimistic because people are starting to go back outside now, and we have done absolutely positively nothing to try to curtail this thing. And then I look over in Asia, China, they did shit like they tried to do some things. They were scrubbing stuff down. They had drones out there spraying disinfectant here, there, everywhere. And now they're starting to get their second wave. And we ain't did shit. We just about to go back outside. Like, fuck it. You know, hey, you know, party in the USA. So we're going to hit that second wave as well. So I think that the most realistic option is around Royal Rumble time. And that might even be optimistic. Yeah. And I, I like the whole football thing because, I mean, shit, think about it. Football teams should start selling football branded masks. That that would sell like hotcakes right there, especially for those first couple. Because, correct me if I'm wrong, dialing it back a little bit to a, an old topic, AEW had people, people, not just locker room people, didn't they? They were like what twenty percent capacity or some shit. Does that sound right? Am I the only one that noticed that, or was it just like everybody's family was in the stands and I was just crazy? I think maybe. Well, number one, I think they get away with it because they got money. And you saw what Governor DeSantis said about, you know, wrestling and entertainment is essential, essential business. Yeah. But so, I think they get away with it just as a, I mean, because they got money, but the loophole that they could possibly use is that it's private property. You know what I mean? Because my whole take was if AEW is already doing 20% capacity and let, let's assume that Rona 2 Electric Boogaloo doesn't hit us too hard. By the time we get to August, September, we could at least be at 50% capacity for football. You know, have have a seat in between everybody at least or something like that and have comfortable seating, comfortable 
distance between everybody. And I, I, I don't think we're going to miss football, especially because, correct me if I'm wrong, but a week ago, maybe, they bumped up the, the what what do they call it, the bankruptcy tax or something like that to buy $150 million, so every team's got like $500 million they can use towards some kind of like bankruptcy release, relief or something like that where if they're in the hole financially because of a lack of fans or something like that, they actually have a negative fund they can kind of dip into and it won't affect them too much. So NFL's already expecting to run a loss for a while. And yeah, that, that's you, a litmus test. That's a litmus you, test right there. Did you really fix your, your hairy face to say that we're not going to miss football as Americans, knowing yes. how important football is yes. to Americana? Seriously? I was getting there more or less, yes. And you know Word. that too, because you took a year or two off and your ass came back. So you know how important football is to the American person. That's my point. Yes. That's literally my point. I was agreeing with you. I, you that's didn't why I said I don't like it. I know. I was I was taking the long road. I was filling some time. And then I decided to sniff the flowers a little bit. There was something on the side of the road. I decided to rubberneck a little bit. Then the then the clouds were really nice. So like I had to I had to start looking. The cloud reminded me of a kangaroo getting punched by Mike Tyson. I don't know why. And then I was imagining Mike Tyson or the kangaroo was wearing a, like a Packers cheese head because it just, it has a Midwestern accent to me for some reason. It just kept getting punched. I don't know why. Why is that? Tony, do you yeah. have any idea? Because we all know that kangaroos are indigenous to the Midwest. Yeah, they we could be. Go- you been to the zoo? Uh, Don't act like you haven't been to a Midwestern zoo and seen a roo. Bruh, do you in the realize I, know, I too, I am from the Midwest? Do you remember that? I don't know. Is Ohio really considered the Midwest? Oh, all kiss can, my All ass. I can tell you, Doc, is that I'm right just saying, that's, that's like a black hole of who the fuck knows. It's Ohio. That right? is the Midwest, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Right before I woke up, I ate all the bags of Doritos, I beat all the kangaroos, and I won the TNT championship. There we go. It's a kangaroo fighting Mike Tyson. I don't get it. Yo, can I put money on that, that Mike Tyson's going to walk out with the TNT championship? Oh, I thought you were going to say he was going to walk out with a bag of Doritos, and he was just going to be eating them as he came out. (laughs) What animal is more known for boxing than any other? Mike Tyson? No, an animal. A kangaroo. Put him, put him, put him. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I don't <laughs> think kangaroos give somebody the issue, man. They have a stiff left jabs. I can tell you that. It does look like they do, because then they kick, too. And that's just fucking rude. You're not supposed to it, kick when you box. Maybe they're more MMA than boxing. <laughs> they're kickboxers. They watch that Jean-Claude Van Damme movie too fucking much in the 80s. It's and like, God damn it! <laughs> their arms, they be having six-packs and shit like a kangaroo. You don't, you don't really want no issue with a kangaroo. Oh, yeah, I have seen some of the like the murder kangaroo pictures where it just squares up and you're just like, all right, Debo the kangaroo, fucking calm down. <laughs> you can't just go away from me right now. Fucking uh, take this banana and leave me alone, shit. Kangaroos eat bananas? <laughs> I don't know, but if you had a choice between fighting a kangaroo and giving it a banana, which one would you choose? Boy, on any other night, kangaroos eat bananas with a question mark after it could be the title of the show. But I think we got a winner already. I mean, it it still could be. That should go in at least a kitty for a decision. No, (laughs) no, no. I don't even care. I'm not even asking. I'm just putting this one. one. Yeah, this is just this is just happening. Yes, yes. Oh, shit. 
But yeah, I think uh, Survivor Series is uh, ambitious for Roman's return. I'm thinking at the best case scenario, Royal Rumble, because not only does he have his compromised immune system, I want to get clear this before dude, we even leave the this year. dude just had twins, man. So you know he chilling. He want to hang out with his babies and his wife and stuff, you know. So he chilling, man, and I, he's the one guy that can be able to do this and not fear losing his spot because we know how WWE feels about him and I mean if this Mellon Farmer went to AEW he'd be the biggest wrestling star in the world tomorrow I, I, I guarantee you that. if he went anywhere else he would be pull vaulted into the fucking main event like yeah. New Japan him and Okada would be fucking selling out places AEW Impact yeah. whatever whatever have you yeah. and he'd so, be the biggest wrestling star in the world no I, I agree with that completely yeah no, just just because Tony's a little distracted, I'm I'm gonna spin this question into something else, and Tony can answer it too when he figures it out. But um, since we're talking about if someone went somewhere else, since we've got all of that fun news that happened after our last show of Drew Gulak allowing himself to get released because his contract ran out, so it's not like he was actually released. Where do you think he's gonna go? Like, could, just just off the cuff, where do you think he would go? Is he gonna do whatever he want? Does he know to have a I'm sorry, you're talking about Vlad. I'm excited. He 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 let the he let the contract run out. I don't think there's a so you do whatever he wants on that. I would let's assume so. I don't know exactly what his contract verbiage looked like, but when he doesn't sign a new one because he just lets it run out, do they really have that much of a claim on him? Oh, could you imagine if he wins the casino ladder match thing this Saturday? You think he might be the the mystery entrant? I said, could oh. you, I said, I said, wait, 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 just okay. a, I said, could okay. you imagine? Okay. That would be interesting. Cause especially cause he just came off a fire ass fucking match with Daniel Bryan and going into the quote unquote work rate company. That would be good. I, I like that. That is a, that is a good possibility. If you want to groom that a little more for when you DP and alphabet soup do DWI, you have fun with that, but that's not a no, bad idea. I'll just drink. <laughs> Yo, you know who's going to be the uh, surprise entrant in the Casino Royale ladder match? I just thought about shoot. it. Shoot, shoot. Rowan. Jeff Jarrett. Oh, I thought you were going to say Jeff Jarrett. Oh, Rowan could work. Jeff Jarrett. Rowan, Rowan could work. No. Rowan. I mean, Jeff, Jeff Jarrett hasn't been in AEW yet. He Jeff could. Jarrett's like the greatest wrestler ever, though. He's the greatest worker ever. Because, honestly, where I was going with, with uh, Gulak, even though I like your answer, Tony, I was going ROH. Because Marty Skrull just unveiled they're bringing back the Pure Championship, and the Pure Championship is all about submission, map-based, quote-unquote, pure wrestling. And who better than Gulak to kind of throw his hat into that? And the fact that we know Skrull is trying to make ROH a bigger deal and relevant again, that's why he's got part of the book, and he took like this big, intricate kind of deal to not go to AEW. That that could be something that's attractive to Gulak, especially because they only run like you know a handful of dates every couple months. So it's not like it's really heavy, and AEW's not heavy either. But you know what I mean. Yo, man, he's going back to WWE, man. This is just part of the negotiations. So for those that don't, yes, because for those that don't know, Barry Bloom is Drew or Drew Gulak's agent. So for Mm. those that aren't familiar with Barry Bloom. Barry Bloom is the wrestling agent equivalent to Drew Rosenhaus in the NFL. I know if you're you're we just talked about football, y'all y'all know that name very well. He's that equivalent. 
So, yeah, they're doing a negotiation dance right here. So he's going to end up back in WWE. It's only a matter of time. That That's not a bad thought. <laughs> Excuse you. you. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> but, uh, that, well, because I, I just, I was catching up with what Tunney was typing. I didn't realize he wasn't going to chime in either. So, uh, uh, I'm working over here. I'm done. I'm done working. Anyway, what do you want me to talk about? Anyway, no, that's a good point. I wasn't really considering oh, he was using it as leverage, but that's possible. I, I was kind of on that camp that wasn't there a little bit of drama with his brother or something like that a few weeks ago or a month ago now? It's quarantine time, so it all runs together. So, you know, three days ago could have been two months. But I, I thought he had that that legal issue with his brother, so he might want to kind of take that back seat out of the main spotlight just to kind of maybe deal with in-house family shit and then maybe go back to it. Well, uh, refresh my memory, man. What are you talking about? Legal issues with his brother. Okay. Hold on. Let me Google that real fast because yeah. I, you remembered that. Whole, I have no clue. Cause I think it was like Rory Gulak or something like that. Yeah. I have no clue, man. And maybe when you pull it up, maybe, you know, that'll jog something. But, yeah, as of right now, I have no idea of which. Oh, apparently that, that was four months ago. Shit, Ch- this this quarantine is really killing me. So Chikara apparently decided to um, split ties with Rory Gulak, which is Drew, Gal- Drew Gulak's brother, due to allegations of misconduct. And... I don't really see anything that went deeper into what allegations of misconduct could be, if that was of the sexual nature or something like that. But I know that there was a a brief moment of blowback where uh, people were thinking it might have affected Drew negatively because Drew wasn't really on TV in the very beginning of the year and didn't really rise to relevance until his little last couple months with uh, Daniel Bryan. So I I wonder if there might be a little more to that whole family spring cleaning, house cleaning, whatever you want to call it, that he just wanted to take maybe a step back. All the more reason to re-sign with the E, man. Sounds like his family could use the bread for legal fees. So he'll be back. That's a good point. Okay. I wasn't sure if you you take the E and then you go in the back with it or if you kind of fly low in like an ROH or an AEW and – rebuild yourself once once everything at home is cleaned up you know what i mean well no i i don't take the e whatsoever man i am gateway and prohibition and every now and again a viking but that's as far as i go anywho that being said raves were last, all the rage in the late speaking 90s, of vikings we got we, we'd be remiss if we you didn't talk about the axe throwing contest what <laughs> the axe throwing contest Okay. No, we miss sports. No, you don't want to talk. Uh, we miss sports on Raw. Uh, no. Oh, between the Viking, between the Viking Warriors yeah, and yeah. the Street Profits. Be- between the Viking and Warriors and the Street Profits, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. I, w- I would rather talk about the sex dolls in Korean soccer or whatever the fuck you know, audience members more so than whatever the hell happened. To Raw. Okay. On that <laughs> note, when we start bringing up sex dolls, it's time to wrap. No, but no, 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 no. But are you talking about the Korean baseball thing where the masks and then they brought it up on uh, they brought it up on highly questionable, right? Yes, yes, correct. They had dolls in the stands as audience yes. members, but they who, had who to be. Brought, oh, who was that that brought it up? Um, 
can't remember. Bomani was on with Levitard, Pop- and was it Katie Nolan? It was it, that sounds like a Katie Nolan or a Pablo thing, but I they, they again everything's been running together. Quarantine. I think it was. I think it was. I think it was Katie. My- I think it was Katie Nolan. She's like, it's funny that all these dolls that were females had the masks over their faces, and the men had the masks on their chin, and then you, because if you pulled the masks down, the women would look like they were ex- excited. Yes, correct. In O face, so to speak. Yes. Correct. We, we we all know what a sex. We don't we don't want you to. Speaking of old faces, we don't want you to jump to conclusions. Okay. Oh, nice. Katie Nolan's always a good good watch. Oh, she's so. lovely. I know Katie Nolan's fantastic. Platt, any thoughts on Katie Nolan? No, she's a cutie pie. She act- no, she was- she's a cutie pie. She actually seems like a cool chick. You know what I mean? If she was oh, George she- Hamilton, she'd be fantastic. <laughs> She's just a little too much of a New England Boston Homer for my liking personally, but mm-hmm. she's she's still pretty pretty cool. Yeah. So that being said, Mr. Belaz, why don't you let the good folks know where they can find you? Because I have uh, got to be. Okay, you can find me on the uh, the Twitter at IWC War Chief. Uh, have articles and whatnot on thechairshot.com. And yeah, yeah. Aside from that. I mean, you could also catch me on Final Fantasy fourteen, but we're not going there right now. Quarantine needs to end so I get back to my normal shit and stop killing time on video games. Ah! Okay, Platt, Tony, someone, jump in, do a thing. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go. Have... I'll go and let Platt finish the show. Uh, you can find me at PC Tony and all over thechairshot.com. Please, tune in. Listen to the three-man weave. Ray Cash, Christopher Platt, and myself... We just have a blast whenever we get together and talk sports. We could barely contain ourselves to continue to talk about Jordan. We wanted to talk about so many other things. So tune in. Uh, I believe that's going to go up this Tuesday. We're also going to hit the Undertaker documentary. So all you wrestling fans, check out what we're talking about wrestling-wise. You already know that you love what we do wrestling style. Give us, give us a shake on the sports side. We love it. We're going to do it our best. You heard the man, man. I second those emotions. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Real C Platt. More importantly than that, you can go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and do us a big solid and pick up an official chair shot t shirt. Like I said at the beginning of the show, it's called a bookend in the industry, folks. If you enjoy the content we provide at thechairshot.com day in and day out, the best way that you can help us out is to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Pick up an official chairshot t-shirt. We love you all. We appreciate everybody that clicks on the site, that clicks all the articles, all the shows, all the content, all the entertainment that we bring you to get you out of your doldrums while you're dealing with this whole pandemic situation. But at the same point in time, we depend on the kindness, the generosity of viewers like you or listeners like you. So go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop because God damn it, it works for PBS so it can work for us too. Again, ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shop. Please and thank you. Thank you. And please remember the chair shop.com. It's not just a website. It's a movement. And you can find me all over the chair shot, man. And I got about two or three. I got three shows I'm doing on there now. So holla at me when you see Christopher Platt. And let's see if we can get one of my shows trending as one of the top trending topics on the chair shot this week. Because I did look at that. And shout out to all the beautiful content. Because everything that was trending was boss level 
efficient and elite. I just want to get some of that love, too. Anywho, for Mr. Andrew Snowflake Balls Balaz, for the Commissioner PC Tunney, I'm Mr. Velvet Pipes, Christopher Platt. Thank you all for tuning in this week. We really do appreciate it. We love you all. I promise we'll be better next week. Until then, shalom. Hit it, Carly. Shut up, PC. No promises. folks after listening to this episode you may wonder why there wasn't a different title do you guys think that it would be okay if i just kind of scrolled through this permission sequence and what kind of happened here and what we're going to end up with the title oh that's fantastic yes do it okay so you know we got we always got to check with the kingpin over there mr greg demarco the publisher if you will the top top dog of the chairshot.com the creator if you will and I, I said, when I was going to go ask for permission, I, I literally went and asked for permission. <laughs> you some, did. Because some things you ask for permission instead of forgiveness. So I said, Platt successfully transitions away from penis, green light. <laughs> and he said, it seems too long. He, this is no, no. I, folks, I want you to listen to this because there's, there's a lot of fun in this text thread right here. And we're going to have a little bit of a good time, right? And Platt is finally reading this. And I think he's fucking laughing at what my reply was to the next part. I'm, I'm laughing to all of this. Please continue. So Greg says it seems too long. Was the phrasing away from penis uttered? Question mark. Okay, so right now this is where we're at in the conversation. Um I asked Greg, could we use, basically, in so many words, can we use the title Platt successfully transition away from penis? And he replies, seems too long. That was his first reply. (laughs) Um, And then immediately after was the phrase away from penis, quote unquote, away from penis uttered. Like, that's that's pretty good. Um, But I, I said back to him, I go, you realize you think a penis title is too long. It's part of the humor. Um, I said, I'll give you plat transitions from penis. He goes, absolutely. I realized that when I typed it, I think that's a good length. Feels good. good. Replying to the plat transitions from penis. And I said, I yes, feels good. Doesn't it? So, you know, that's just the kind of things that we work on over here at the chair That's kind of a little bit of the, of, of, you know, what our lines of thinking are and how we want to provide entertainment to you guys. 
you guys have any thoughts on the length of the title this week? Because I can tell you, Andrew, my TG has only been blue one time. And we've done a lot of episodes. Hmm. That's a fair point. I, I, I think whatever you end up on is good. Don't you worry about it. Hey, man, just to add clarity here, I... Platt's can't never transitioned fought. From, yeah, he's never I can't fought transition it. from Pete. You've I never fought it, though. You've Pete never fought any of this tonight. I never technically zitioned into penis. The text thread I was reading, you were in, and you, there was no resistance. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I, don't you just, hate? Don't you hate when you involve penis and there's no resistance? Like that kind of makes it less fun, doesn't it? Wow. I on that note. <laughs> I just so happen to have another song to finish this show. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's something happening here. But what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there. Telling me I got to beware. I think it's time we stop, children. What's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. There's battle lines being drawn. Nobody's right if everybody's wrong. Young people speak in their minds Are getting so much resistance From behind Time we stop Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down What a field day for the heat and people in the street singing songs and carrying signs mostly say hooray for our side it's time we stop hey what's that sound everybody look what's going Slim Boulder. You and fucking Slim Boulder.